This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. David Slukey is Associate Professor in Contemporary Jewish Life and Culture at Monash University in Australia. He writes about Holocaust survivors, socialists, and comedy. It is on the latter topic that I've invited him to talk about today. David, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. David, is there such a thing as Jewish humor? Absolutely. Uh, there's a tradition of Jewish humor that certainly dates back to the beginning of the modern period, um, but probably you can trace uh, a tradition that goes even deeper if you look at aspects of the Talmud and even of the Bible, you do see hints of Jewish humor. Now, the question is if there's some connection with what we look at today as humor and, you know, humor in the Bible. Uh, but certainly there is a distinct brand of Jewish humor um, that emerges particularly uh, in the late 19th and early 20th century, and that is still very recognisable today. David, when you talk about Jewish humour, I wonder also to what extent it is um, culturally determined. And I think of Jewish comedians, and particularly, say, America versus the UK. Um, when you think of an Adam Sandler versus someone like a, a Sasha Baron Cohen. And I wonder whether there's some kind of commonality or not really. Well, I think there, there's kind of two different ways to think of it. One is, you know, think, to think about Jewish humor. That is humor that deals specifically in Jewish themes or even has a kind of Jewish sensibility, which we can talk about shortly, or humor produced by Jews. And that's a bit of a gray area. So Adam Sandler's a good example. Much of his humor actually does deal very distinctly with Jewish topics. But some of it doesn't, and you can raise the question, well, is it Jewish humor? You know, I, I, when I teach classes on Jews and comedy, I look at Borat with my students, the Sasha Baron Cohen movie, or the character, really. We look at more than just the movie. And it's so, in my mind, distinctly Jewish. You know, in that film, his character, when he speaks the kind of fake um, Kazakhstan language is actually him speaking Hebrew. And it's a kind of nod and a wink to Jewish audiences. You know, when he sort of hams up the anti-Semitism of Borat, again, I think this is a kind of nod and a wink specifically to Jewish audiences. So, you know, there, I think there is something that binds them together. You know, I, I said earlier, it might be a kind of sensibility, something that reflects the modern Jewish experience, what it means to be an outsider, what it means not to quite fit in with a dominant culture and the kind of anxiety and neuroses that that develops into might be reflected in ways that we don't always recognize immediately in Jewish humor, but I think is often there. And I think that's really a theme that um, underpins uh, modern Jewish humor, at least, that, you know, trying to figure out how to fit in, how to deal with a bad situation in, you know, without despairing. So, you know, there's this long tradition um, over the last century and a bit of uh, Jewish writers, comics, um, kind of processing difficult situations by telling jokes. 
You know, this is a kind of defense mechanism when you're embattled. Humor is a way to cut through the tension. Humor is a way to feel a bit more human again. Humor is a way maybe to project your power uh, in a situation where you feel utterly powerless. So, you know, in the particularly the Jewish tradition in the 20th century, humor is a very important part, I would say, of Jewish life and culture and the Jewish experience. You talk about Jewish comedians and Jewish humor. Um, what are topics of J- Jewish humor? Going back, I mean, is there anything you spoke about um, Jewish humor going back to the Talmud, to the Bible? Is there a connection from that to today's humor? I don't think so. Uh, it's something that, that there's a little bit of scholarship on it. Um, the tradition of modern Jewish humor really dates back. Scholars kind of identify a particular edict in the 17th century, um, in the sort of mid to late 1600s, when uh, basically Jews were uh, – this is in Poland and uh, the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth – where Jews were basically banned from merriment um, by the rabbis. Uh, the rabbinic council of those lands basically said, you know, all these terrible things that have uh, befallen us in the past decade, so they were referring specifically to the Khmelnytsky massacres in the Ukraine, um, in which maybe 20,000, maybe way more Jews were, were murdered by Cossacks, um, by the sort of promises of false messiahs. They said this all leads to... This all comes from the fact that we really weren't observant enough. So they sort of outlaw merriment. And so there are, you know, ways in which Jews do humor before that, but reflect the dominant society around them. And the rabbinic council there is trying to close that off a bit, except for one form of Jewish humor. And that is this figure called the Budchen. The Budchen was a kind of court jester type figure who would appear at weddings and basically lampoon the bride and groom in very nasty, mean ways. You know, the aim was to make the bride and groom cry. So he would basically what today we would call a roast. A budchen would roast the bride and groom and the guests. And the rabbis did not consider the budchonim to be funny. So they permitted them to continue. And in some ways you can kind of draw this link between the survival of the Badchonim in the 17th century to 20th century Jewish stand-up, you know, kind of like a pre-modern Don Rickles or Jeff Ross, if you will. So, you know, there is a kind of deep link to some of the ways we understand and, and laugh about Jewish humor today, you know, all the way back to the early modern period. Um, but I think to try and link that back to the instances of humor and say wordplay, for example, in the Talmud is a bigger stretch. So humor basically evolves and um, is part of our culture. Is it still evolving? Oh, absolutely. I think it's always evolving in, in the same way that Jewish culture is forced to evolve and adapt, uh, Jewish humor does too. So what Jewish humor is today for, you know, like one of the iconic Jewish humorists, Sholem Aleichem, was a Yiddish writer in the Russian Pale of Settlement. Uh, he died um, in 1916. And, you know, people who haven't read him might know his work because um, the the 
musical Fiddler on the Roof is based on stories he wrote over a couple of decades about this dairyman Tevye. So Shalom Aleichem lived in this era where and in this place where Jewish poverty was extremely prevalent and crushing, where the state uh, targeted Jews for anti-Semitism, where violence was common against Jews. And so what humor meant in that context was for him about laughter through tears. He had this philosophy that in order to uh, deal with a difficult situation, the best medicine is laughter, right? In one of his stories, he says, Lachen is gesund, doktorem heißen lachen, which means laughter is healthy. Doctors prescribe laughter. And, you know, in some ways it's incomparable to talk about a place like where I live in Australia or where I used to live in the United States where, you know, anti-Semitism to be sure exists, but the kind of circumstances we live in are not comparable to what our grandparents or great-grandparents um, lived through. And so the function of humor is quite different. There are still some underlying themes that are connected. You know, one of the the big um, sort of important themes of Jewish comedy, no matter which point in the 20th century, it stems from an anxiety about belonging, right? How do we fit in to the dominant culture? How do we make sense of the dominant culture? So like a lot of that humor is kind of at times fish out of water type humor, right? The, the laughter derives from the fact that Jews don't know how to fit in. Um, but more and more, you know, like the United States, Australia, they're places where Jews are very well integrated into those surrounding societies. Um, they're still other in many ways. They're religiously other. They're culturally other. Um, and that is a source of humor. Um, but it's a very different proposition to, you know, finding a way to cope with poverty and and pogroms uh, in the ways that humorists in the beginning of the 20th century did. So it has to evolve. It has to deal with the different kinds of geographic, historical, political, cultural circumstances in which we live. In that case, David, would Israeli humor be different to, say, diaspora jury humor? Well, this is something that my students and I debate Um every year when we talk about this issue. And yeah, I mean, it is certainly different. And I, although I would, I would sort of add one more note of caution and say diaspora Jewish humor is not also a singular thing. Jewish humor in Australia or Britain or France or Germany or Poland, these are all different, or South Africa, these are all very different questions and propositions. So Israeli humor is distinct and different in the way that all different brands of Jewish humor are distinct. And, you know, there's particular circumstances in Israel that mean it's um, it's distinct for different reasons. So Israelis are embattled and that becomes a source of humor, right? The experience of being in the army of Israeli politics and culture of the Arab-Israeli conflict, they become very important sources of Jewish humor. The role of the Holocaust in Israeli life becomes a source of humor within Israeli life. So um, the fact that much of it takes place in Hebrew, in a Jewish language, is distinctive about uh, Jewish humor in Israel. So I wouldn't say that Israeli humor is 
not Jewish necessarily, although I should point out there is humor within Israel produced and performed by Palestinians who are not Jewish. Um, so, you know, that's also a kind of point of distinction when you talk about Israeli humor and you look at, say, the writer um, Sayed Kashua, who I think his most famous work is this TV series called Arab Labor. And, you know, the, he's been called the Seinfeld of uh, the Palestinian Seinfeld or something. Um, and, you know, like his sitcom is like a sitcom, like what we understand a sitcom to be. Um, and, you know, the Palestinians are lampooned, the Jews are lampooned in, in the show. Is it Jewish humor? No, but certainly it's Israeli humor. So the question of, you know, where does Israeli humor fit in this constellation of Jewish humor uh, is complicated by that. David, I can't believe we're out of time, but um, you mentioned, because I'm so pleased you did it, Jerry Seinfeld, because I was going to bring him up next. And I just wondered, to what extent do you think he encapsulates the notion of Jewish humor? Yeah, Seinfeld's a little complicated, I think, because, you know, he he identifies as Jewish. He doesn't hide that. And, you know, his most famous, obviously his most famous um, uh, output is the TV series Seinfeld, and his character is Jewish, and identifiably so, particularly when you start bringing in his family. His parents are stereotypically Jewish in many ways, in particularly in the U.S. context. His uncle Leo is very Jewish and, you know, complains about anti-Semites. Um, so, and he deals every so often directly with Jewish themes. But I think what's interesting about Seinfeld, um, you know, I've, I've been writing a little bit about The Nanny by contrast, which is a, a series made by Fran Drescher in the 1990s, which is much more outwardly Jewish. You know, it's the main character wears her Jewishness on her sleeve. She peppers her speech with Yiddishisms. It's quite a different kind of Jewishness to the restrained Jewishness of Seinfeld. And I think what we can observe with someone like Jerry Seinfeld is there's a kind of Jewish sensibility that underlies what he does. That's, it's almost, I think, Talmudic in a way, the way he uses humor to really pass out social norms and conventions and rules. And so I think between Seinfeld and Larry David, who, you know, in his own series, Curb Enthusiasm, is much more outwardly Jewish. Um, you know, they're really doing, they're really in some ways pulling, drawing back on this really deep Jewish tradition of self-reflection or, um, self-criticism and trying to figure out what the conventions and rules that guide people should be. Um, so again, I think there, there is certainly this kind of, um, that aspect of, you know, figuring out where he fits in, in his humor. Um, but it's kind of a more restrained Jewishness, I would say, than, than the kind of Jewish humor that you see in other quarters. David, there's so much more to talk about, but we have run out of time. But thank you so much for giving a kind of a history and a glimpse into the concept of Jewish humor. Certainly um, a fascinating topic for me. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. That was David Slickey, who's Associate Professor in Contemporary Jewish Life and Culture at Monash University in Australia.